Hello and welcome back to the Across the Pond podcast with myself, Harry Kerwin. The podcast that takes you through the journey of moving to the United States as a student athlete to play soccer. Brilliant episode with Brad last week. Some great insight to the opportunities available after college. It's hard to think we're already on to episode seven, but thank you so much to all our frequent and also our new listeners. If you've liked what you've heard, please follow us on Spotify or Google Podcasts so you can keep up to date with all our new episodes. We're also on social media. On Instagram, our username is Across the Pond Pod, and our Twitter handle is Pond underscore podcast. Please follow and share so we can get our content out to those who it may benefit. Thank you very much. Hello and welcome back to the Across the Pond podcast with myself, Harry Kerwin. Hard to believe that we're on to episode seven today. Really excited about the interview we've got today. We've got, we've got another foreign international. He's still come across the pond, um, but not quite from England. He's from Germany. Uh, a great kid, great player, great person. Um, and he's doing really well for himself right now. And it's Marvin Wesselberg. How are you doing today, buddy? Harry, I'm very happy to be on. Good. Thank you for having me. And especially thank you for letting me be German on here. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. We're only allowed one German on the podcast. Um, <laughs> so you've got the one ticket today. So, so we're giving you that one. But I could, wouldn't have any other German on here, mate. Wouldn't have any other German. How's, how's everything been going for you? Uh, during everything that's been going on right now. I know you're lucky, lucky enough to be living down in Florida, so it's all right for some. Um, but how's it been for you down there? It's not too bad. Um, so luckily I can keep working. We had our office set up in our new ways, like before all of this even happened. So nothing really changed, except of, of course everything was closed. Uh, beaches were closed, gyms were closed. But that was pretty much all that, you know, was taken away besides the yeah, going out for the occasional beer <laughs> for the occasional one fair enough fair enough so we'll get more into what you're actually doing in florida later on and um, but i'm sure that has a lot of a lot of things that were affected by it once we get to that part um but but like i said episode seven now you know the drill it's your chance to tell your story and let us know how you came from Essen, Germany, all the way over to St. Catherine, Kentucky. So, so talk me through it, mate. What were you doing around the age of 16 and talk me right the way up to how you ended up in the States, man? Uh, so for me, it was uh, when I started my last year of high school. I think it has just started. Um, my dad took me to like a job or career fair. Okay. And to, at that point, I was like, I'll probably just go on and study business at some, you know, university in Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't really know if that was exactly what I was going to do, but I thought I would. And then um, on that job fair, there was a yeah a college agency that had um, a booth there. And from that point on, it was really the only option that I still considered. So um, I moved forward with that agency. I was, you know, a little late to the party, like 11 months out from when I was going to go over, or maybe 10 months. Um, Yeah, and then the agency agency did all right, I would say. I mean, I ended up at St. Catherine. Could have been better, but um, (laughs) for it being quite late in the process, it was all right. And yeah. To be fair, I would do it all over again like that. Nice one. A minute. Nice one. So what was the name of the company in Germany that you that you got recruited through? Um, it was Scholarbook. Scholarbook. Okay. Um, yeah. Is that, a, uh, is that a German-based company or is that an English? Like a, a, They're a German-based company. Okay. Just working. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Fair enough. So, so in terms of playing what what kind of standard were you playing at in germany were you playing in maybe like an academy or anything like that um i made it close to the academy level a few times um but never really quite made it and then um i came out of a u19 still okay um i didn't play for the men's team yet so i guess there is an that is something nowadays a lot of coaches look for, um, having experience on the men's side. For sure. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the team I played for in the U19 was pretty good. We played in the second highest league at that time for the youth. So, yeah. Good, 
good. So, so in terms of the company, how, how did they get you out there? So did you have footage of you playing? Did they host, host kind of games where you could go and play and, and showcase yourself? How did they kind of put you out there? So the big one was creating video. Okay. Um, so I had to have my dad, my, my friends, my, my grandfather even at one point um, record games. And they also did a showcase around December, I believe, um, where quite a lot of college coaches came to to yeah to look at everyone out there. Yeah. So I did that one as well. Um, and like through the showcase, nothing really came up because there was one coach, which was Tim Walls who was actually there and met me at the showcase. Um, but he was already interested in me before. So like we were already messaging. Um, okay. And then it was, the showcase is tough because it's, uh, there was some 22 year olds, there was some 24 year olds even. Um, you never played with these guys before. So coming there as an 18 year old, or actually I was still 17 at that time. Um, and then competing against them, not playing in the position that I was used to all the time. Uh, it was a bit rough. And um, the coaches pretty much just took the top five or ten players and talked to them. Everyone else was kind of like left out. Yeah. Or you were already in contact with someone. So I sat down, my parents were there, and I sat down with Tim nice. um, and my parents on that one. So that was cool to, to get to meet him in person. Yeah. Um, it was definitely a big one, I would say. There was another university that was interested in me. Um, another great one in South Dakota. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the only one um, there. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Maybe who knows. Um, but that coach, he came, he flew over just to watch one of my games. So that left a pretty good impression. Yeah. Um, so that one almost had me. And if I would say if Tim wasn't, at the showcase and I would have talked to him in person as well that like yeah talking to someone in person yeah made a big difference um so maybe he would have got me but I'm I'm happy Tim was at the showcase yeah for sure so so they can be really intimidating them them showcases I mean I went through the same kind of thing and I was lucky enough to become kind of good friends with the guys on my team as it was like a weekend thing um but it's always nice to have that conversation as well with the coach that you can kind of envision yourself playing for so so let me let me know this what what kind of how did the conversation go with Tim? How did it, how did he sell you on St. Catherine? I know obviously he was, he was already speaking, but how did he seal the deal, so to speak? Uh, I would say it was because he came across like a dad. Okay. Um, so I was I was nervous. Yeah. About the whole thing, you know, and I'm, I'm a family person, very close to my parents and friends and family in general. So knowing that he's yeah, he was a family. He was a father himself. Um, yeah. He was, you know, he wasn't talking like a coach saying it's going to be very tough for you. Um, you're going to have to do this and this and that. So he was, he was more talking as a, yeah, as a father figure. Um, and that was kind of making me feel very comfortable. And that sold me pretty much. Yeah, I, I mean, I can completely understand that. And, and definitely, um, especially from, from, something that I want to bring up as well is from one story that I heard from when you came over, you, your English wasn't brilliant. Um, but I heard yeah. that you came over and you were like reading a book on the plane, just like learning your English. How, how true is that? Um, I mean, yeah, I was pretending to read a book. <laughs> English. Um, it was, it was funny because I thought, you know, I'd be all right with the little English I knew. And then um, I got off the plane and then there was CJ and Sawyer. I don't oh, know if yeah. you remember Sawyer, yeah. but oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I played my first ever game of beer pong, and Sawyer was my partner. That's how I remember. <laughs> well, so they have a pretty good accent. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they welcomed me. It was I was nervous. Um, I had my fanny pack on, uh, <laughs> my skinny jeans, and they had like, well, you know, you know how they look like. And then had a uh, camera too. <laughs> yeah, <I did. laughs> and then they um yeah they started talking and i was like okay i'm i'm not understanding a word they're yeah. saying 
That's funny. And then to top it off, 30 minutes later, I was already like drenched. My, my shirt was already completely wet because I was so nervous. Um, 30 minutes later, Ashley comes off the plane. Okay. Starts talking to me and I'm like, I, I might as well just go back home. Yeah. <laughs> the Manchester accent, you didn't have a clue what was going on. No, like the, like the Kentucky one seemed very good in comparison to that one <laughs> that's funny that's funny so we'll take a step back a little bit so i'll ask this first did you have to take the toefl exam yeah yeah i did TOEFL and, um i did all right on the first one i had to get a better score to even get into st Catherine. yeah and i just like it was a 69 on the first try and then i got a 71 on my second which okay. just got me into st Catherine. okay Nice. Unfortunately, though, those tests like the SAT and TOEFL, I didn't do too well on in the beginning, especially because of the English part. Yeah. Um, so that like blew a few opportunities with other universities. Yeah, that's that, especially with you coming into the process a little bit later as well, maybe 10 or 11 months out. That's definitely something that you have to prepare yourself for. And if you didn't necessarily have that preparation time, that's something that can go against you in the long run, which I'm sure you're coming across a lot now in your, in your current position as well. Um, so how about like the visa, the visa applications? So I, I assume you went to the embassy in Germany and had to do the same kind of process that we did. Is that is that right? Yeah, pretty much the same. Yeah, in Berlin? Um, I went to Frankfurt. Frankfurt, okay. A little bit closer. Okay. Um, it was all right. It wasn't very difficult. It was kind of like the basic questions and then you were done. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. So, so let's, let's take it a little bit more into once you've got to the United States. What, what were your expectations initially? And then can you kind of compare that with the reality of what actually came? Because I know there, is, there was definitely some things that were different. Right. So I, I did my Google research about Kentucky and Springfield, Kentucky before. <laughs> Um, yeah. And you know what kept my hopes up was that Louisville and Lexington are close. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of just had the thought of Louisville and Lexington being there in my head, um, and then came out to yeah Springfield, Kentucky, and it was kind of a surprise. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm from a very how do you say it? Like a lot of cities where I come from. It's yeah. like the whole area. The city next to city next to city. Yeah. And um, then coming out of there um, was definitely a bit of a shock. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. In terms of, in yeah. terms of maybe what the, the company had sold you on as well, were you expecting maybe a lavish Division One facility or was you kind of expecting what we had at St. Catherine? Uh, well, on that one... I I didn't really know much about the know much about the league system how it worked. Yeah. Um so I didn't like the company I I don't know if they tried and I didn't understand or if they just kind of gave me a few information and thought it would be all right or enough. Yeah. Um but I was like I wasn't very like I I wasn't on Facebook, I wasn't really into doing things on my computer or phone before. Okay. Um, so I wasn't really um, looking on YouTube or informing myself all too much. I kind of trusted all the information they gave me would be good and everything. Um, so, yeah, not understanding the whole league system. I think it even took me the whole first year to understand it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of, I just went out there, wasn't expecting a D1 university. Yeah. Um, but also wasn't expecting an NIA university. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know, I know what you, I know what you're saying. And it's, again, we the common theme, um, and I don't think it's just St. Catherine. Is a lot of a lot of the people when we're recruited over here, we don't really know what we're getting into. Um, yeah. And that's and that's kind of, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so we've got to now nowadays we we're on the other side of that, and we've got to make sure that we're being honest and telling them the truth so we can kind of emulate what we, we didn't necessarily ever really heard ourselves. So, so talk to me about the preseason. How did you, how did you find preseason when you first got out here? Oof, it was rough. Um, well, actually, no, it, it was rough because the first day um, was very hot. Okay. But I think I broke my small toe right away. 
Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, uh, I skipped the first preseason. Um, I remember I had to walk around in the in the boot for two or three weeks, and those were like the first two or three weeks on campus for me. Everyone was like the German das Boot, so das that was a running yeah. deck a little bit. <laughs> I was going to bring up das Boot later on, but <laughs> you wrote it up for me now. I'll get it. I mean, it pretty much took one week for me to be known as the guy with the fanny pack and dust boot <laughs> for the rest of my time in college. That's funny. That's funny, man. And, and I, I mean, I came in two years after you came in and I heard, heard all about them stories. It was the, it was the, cam the camera as well. The camera stories always got me. Yeah. So for, really for those who, who have no idea what I'm talking about, when Marvin came in, apparently he just had a camera and just would take pictures of absolutely everything like a proper tourist. <laughs> And obviously, there's probably not that much there to be taking pictures of. Once you've taken one picture, you've seen it all. Um, but Marvin was was big on the cameras, so it's really funny that 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 you say that. So, how about the the standard of the of the football when you came over here? How did you find the transition from like the American style of play to um, from the German style of play? Mm, it was very different, and. The level, like the, the quality wasn't as, as high, I would say, okay. or the technical quality. Yeah. Like everyone out here was um, stronger and fitter, I would say. Yeah. They could outrun you for days pretty much. But when it came to like what they could do on the pitch, it was a lot different. Yeah. And we had a, we had a very big freshman class. And I remember some of those guys started playing when they – went to high school yeah. so like four years ago at that time yeah and you kind of had to like tell them or teach them how to stop a ball pass a ball and you know there was also of course then other guys that had played for a while but also that level was um yeah debatable yeah. I, I, I definitely know what you mean. And what about, how would you compare some of the opposition? So, so it sounds like sometimes it might have been rough with some of the guys in the team at the time. How did, how did the, the actual opposition teams that you were playing, how did they compare to the standard? Um, well, I would say our starting 11 was still pretty good. Okay. Um, and we, you know, we had Ashley, um, who just made a big difference. And... I think it was the the first game of the season was against Lindsey Wilson right away. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> and I was out injured. I remember just sitting up on the hill, watching it from from up on the hill. Yeah. Um, I think we lost eight one or nine one. Yeah. And you could definitely see a lot of quality on on the Lindsey Wilson side. Yeah. Um, but also, I was like surprised that our team did. I'm not surprised, but I was happy to see that our team, you know, they could fight. Um, when it came down to it, they could play some soccer. Okay, so. fair enough. And what about the coaching? How did you find the coaching when you came over? Um, it was okay. Yeah. Um, it was Tim Walls and Boise at that time. Is it Boise still? Okay. Um, yeah, and I, I struggled with understanding Boise a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, but he had a lot of energy and just, you know, ran the sessions pretty good. Um, and coach was a great manager of the team. So I think throughout the whole four years, um, coach always having a good um, assistant coach yeah. on his side, Simon Bird or Daniel Bird. We had four half a year as well, I believe, and then Boise. Um, it was always a pretty good combination. Good, good. And that's, that's good to hear. And, and that's obviously it's a lot different with the style of play. So I just wondered how maybe certain, certain aspects of the actual coaching was different for you. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about the actual football, because we'll talk about your freshman and sophomore year first. Um, once you came over that injury, once you, once you came over that and you were, you were good to go, how did, you, how did you find it actually playing? It was tough. Um, like I said, I didn't really have, I missed out on two or three weeks of preseason. Yeah. And kind of jumped right into it um the heat was a problem for sure yeah took a very long time getting used to that um so i was very confused about the substitution rules yeah yeah but they just took you out after like 30 or 35 minutes 
Um, you could start again in the second half. They sub you out again, and you, they sub you back in. Yeah. So I was confused about that in the beginning, but uh, honestly, I needed it. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't fit enough to to play a full ninety. Yeah. But then also later on, you know, didn't really like that too much anymore. No. Um, all that subbing. But I think it was okay. I think I got. You know, Ashley helped helped me quite a bit. Yeah, uh, he was a good leader on the team. He was very knowledgeable when it came to, yeah, yeah. anything around around soccer, offensive soccer especially. Um, it was the first time for me playing left mid. I, th I think I started as a left mid as a freshman and played that for my whole four years. Okay, where would you normally? I was, play? First, I was normally playing um, striker or right mid. Okay. So my left foot wasn't that good. So I started working a lot on my left foot right away, um, knowing that coach wanted me to play left mid. Okay. And um, it, I liked it. I mean, the level, of course, there were some teams and some games that were a bit rough, but the level was pretty good. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Good, good. And how did, you, how did you find being like a student athlete? So I've tried to talk about this a little bit with, with other guys and, Especially for you, you came over and your, your English, as you said, might, might not have been up to scratch and you struggled to understand some things. But you were arguably the best student athlete I've, I think I've ever saw over my four years as a, as a, as a student athlete myself. I think, I think to throw in the mix the fact that you weren't even able to fully comprehend the language when you first came over, you, you were definitely the kind of role model that as freshmen when we came in, you were definitely someone that as Tim would have probably wanted us to look up to in terms of the application of yourself off the field as well. How did you, how did you find that transition from maybe not even knowing what you really wanted to do in, in terms of education and then coming into that balance of, of classes and, and football? Well, I wanted to make sure I gave it my best in school. Yeah. Um, I wasn't really sure what the level would be. So um, just tried hard in the beginning. And I mean, it turned out that the first semester was probably the toughest just because I had to get used to the English. And, um, but after that, it was just, you know, like speaking wise, I was all right after a month in. Yeah. And, you know, for papers and everything, there was always Google Translate. Yeah. It worked pretty well. Um, you know, what also helped is that. You know, when you have to write papers, um, it's tough for someone to copy English papers because they're out there. You can get copyright issues. Yeah, yeah. Well, like German papers can't really get copyright issues too much. So you just get the papers, Google Translate, and <clears throat> there you go. <laughs> the secrets are coming out. So now that now we know why Marvin was a 4.0 student. <laughs> it was all down to Google. So the secrets are out. The secrets are out. I think we can take away your uh, your diploma now because of that that leading information. Yeah, we'll we'll make sure that that keeps on the down low. <laughs> yeah. All right. So so obviously you were clearly a, a very good student athlete. You were very good at googling things, but you also had a lot of um, other other responsibilities, should we say, on campus? And at least from what I remember, you had other jobs and stuff on campus. And um, what other what other other out of soccer kind of responsibilities did you have? Uh, I think I was in some ones um, and I got into some some clubs okay. like to improve the student life on campus or like just to be the link between students and um, campus administration. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it was, it was, I knew what my parents were paying, regardless of the scholarship, I knew my parents were paying quite a little quite a bit for me to go there yeah and I just wanted to make sure I'm you know I give them back their trust so yeah. um I couldn't really cope with sitting around and not trying to do a little more to my resume or something like that so I was always driven by that of course and then also um yeah like the RA thing or the other job on campus also um, were able to save my parents a little bit of money. Nice one. Nice one. I mean, 
I mean, that's, that's one thing that we do come across and that's something that we, that we have to make sure. I know I worked on campus. I, uh, I didn't have to kind of make food or become an RA. I was a, a taxi driver essentially for the international students. It was actually quite fun. I got to go and do random stuff for free and just had to take all these international students to do stuff. So that, that was kind of nice, but um, you, 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 I wouldn't want to say slave, but you worked your, your tail off to, to do that when you were off the, off, off the soccer side of things so so kudos to you on that one man because that's one of my fond memories of you just like just being someone that that was fully in, fully integrated into the whole college life and was just a part of everything which is which is good to see really so so let's talk about the changes and I, I want to I, I obviously talk about it fondly because I want to be biased and say that when we all came in things started to look up for St. Catherine College maybe you have a different perspective on that um but but Talk to me with your junior year. What changed? Was it for the better? Was it like talk me through everything? I mean, it was it was easily for the better. Yeah, you guys came in. We finally had like a lot of quality, a lot of European quality. So before me, it was just Ashley, the first international on the team. Okay. Um, which I'm I don't count Raymond and Nini to the internationals really. Yeah. Um, so it was Ashley, and then I came next. And then Joe came next, so we had a good core of three people <laughs> yeah. in our second year. But, you know, everything around, uh, we had some good players that definitely, you know, they definitely did well for our team. But it was just never enough because our league was very competitive. Yeah. And then with you guys coming in, we had a very, very solid back four. Mm-hmm. And we had Ashley up front who could score from any situation mm-hmm. and that you know like not conceding many goals and always being being good for one or two um, really just made made the difference Brilliant. and the, the quality um of play improved a lot when you guys came in it was it was definitely fun yeah good good and i'm glad did you did you see a change in kind of maybe the guys who were maybe laboring beforehand did you see did you see a whole uplifting change now obviously you said that the quality maybe came up when we we all came in um but what about like those guys that were already there how did how did they react to that kind of change because obviously we never saw that so you kind of mean the ones that started because you guys came in yeah yeah (laughs) in a way um I think most, I mean, my freshman class, um, most of those guys, Jacob, we could fed. Yeah. Gentry, um, they admired you guys. They, they loved you guys. Um, they respected that you were better on the field and wanted to learn from you guys. And I think that helped a lot for yeah. this team to then be successful in that year, that they weren't pouty and yeah, grumpy about it, but actually – were eager to learn and um, just brought up the whole team chemistry. Good, good. And so I, that's always something that I've always wondered. Obviously, did they resent us for that or did, did they just want to improve as, as a whole? And, and, and from what I hear, it sounds like they were happy to be around and in, a, in and around kind of people improving the whole whole quality of the squad, which is, which is good. Um, so, so we'll talk more about specifics in terms of games, goals and all that kind of stuff. But how did you find your senior year? And we'll, we'll go into more details. But how did you find your, your senior year as a whole? How, how was that in, in comparison to maybe your junior year? The senior year was not that easy because um, lost a few games early on in the season, I believe. Okay. And it really challenged us because you guys were, yeah, you guys were sophomores. Yeah. And I think it was six of you guys from England. And yeah. we had a very good first year with being a great captain. And then he broke off. And I, well, I was captain with Joe. Um, I don't know who else was there. I think we always had three. But I also wanted it a little bit too much because I knew it was my senior year. So I was a bit too, uh, yeah, too strict on things or yeah, not really seeing the funny side of things sometimes. But I also believe you guys thought it would be just, it would just keep rolling on um, as it did the year before. And with Ashley not being there anymore, um, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it was a little a little rough. I know I had, had a few arguments that year with Brad during yeah. training sessions <laughs> to see to be like stubborn and only want to listen to English uh, to Ashley or Joe. Yeah. Um, I remember that, but uh, yeah, I mean, we we still had a good team. We just missed Ashley. Um, missed Ashley scoring the goals. Yeah. That was really it. And yeah. then the challenging games that we didn't end up winning. Um, yeah. Just brought down the, the belief and the chemistry a little bit at a time. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. And I think the difference maybe was that the, the closer games that we did win in my second year, your senior year, were the ones that, sorry, my freshman year, your junior year, were the ones that we lost your senior year. And we, we obviously thought that we should be winning them games because we knew no different. But you knew that we'd really had to fight and earn them games and that wasn't a given. And, and maybe that was something that happened. Maybe we took our foot off the gas a little bit because we thought we were, we'd earned the right to be one of the top teams in the conference. And by all means, there was no way that we were always going to be up there um, if we didn't keep on improving because it was, it was a very hard conference and we ruffled feathers. I mean, it's very understandable. You guys yeah. came in and we had a very good year right away. You know, mm -hmm. everyone was like praising the team because it was the first winning season in our history. Yeah. And we made it to the conference tournament final. Um, of course, I would also believe myself coming back for the second year. Let's do this again. We got this. Um, but yeah, Ashley definitely played a big role. Yeah. Um, for us as a, as a team. So it got tougher and then we struggled with that a little bit. For sure, for sure. And uh, we'll also bring up the, the fact that you broke your leg. Uh, is, the, is the real story going to come out today? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I forgot about that one, actually. <laughs> maybe, think, yeah, it was, maybe the impact. <laughs> <laughs> it was leading up to that season, wasn't it? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I, it was the Christmas break after my junior year, after our good season. Yeah. Uh, I was on skiing vacation with friends and family. Um, went down a hill too fast on a snowboard and then, yeah, snapped my, snapped my ankle and broke my thumb and it almost yeah. as well. So that was a close one because it was two days before I was supposed to fly back over. Yeah. And luckily I was kind of the first one for someone on Tim's team for that to happen yeah because afterwards he said like if you guys do skiing vacations get injured doing something stupid you know the scholarship will be gone yeah i was definitely. was happy and a little lucky i would say that he kept the scholarship even though he to take it away i guess yeah yeah definitely um but yeah right i was i was out the whole spring season yeah yeah and i remember i played summer league okay. um, that summer the pdl PDL played for the Derby City Rovers. That's right, yeah. Um, wanted to get you know back in shape, playing time, making up for for the half year that I missed, um, which I did. But also that summer league season is also very tough, yeah. short and demanding. So I came into my senior year, you know, having having a bump or a bruise here and there. Yeah, I think my ankle was always still messed up from. Haven't broken it throughout yeah. the whole season. Yeah. So yeah, it was definitely also affected by why my senior year wasn't the greatest for yeah. myself. Either. Yeah. I mean, it definitely probably piled a lot more pressure onto yourself because of, because of like the responsibility of being the captain and maybe getting that injury as well. But I remember, man, like even though you had those injuries, we used to call you the Terminator because you were just an absolute machine. Like you had veins bulging out of all your body and I'm looking at myself going, Jesus, I haven't seen a vein pop out of my body in years. I don't know, I don't know how that <laughs> happens. And it, it was unbelievable. We were doing like plank challenges and stuff and you, were, you had a broken thumb and broken ankle and you were killing it in all the workouts. It was kind of, kind of crazy to see. So, so let's get into your favorite your favorite kind of soccer memories now. So, so I want to start off with one of you, like what's your most memorable game of your college career? Let's start with that one. The most memorable one was uh, definitely the semifinal and the final. Okay. My junior year yeah. was you guys. Um, I think it was against Cumberland, Tennessee. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. The semifinal. And I remember we, we lost to them in overtime during the season. 
Yeah, I scored an own goal. <laughs> we were all pretty sore about that one. Yeah. So going into the semi-final, I just remember everyone was like so hyped and so ready for that game. And yeah. We crushed them. They didn't really have much of a chance. I mean, it was only one or two zero. Two one. They didn't really two one. Yeah. But I, I never thought we were gonna lose that game. I thought we were always, yeah, having yeah. the upper hand. Um. And then the, the feelings we had after that, that was the first time we won a conference tournament game, I believe. Oh, yeah. Um, going into the final right away. Um, the feelings after that were just amazing. And I remember it was freezing. Like, it was really, really cold. Yeah. And we had to play the final the next day. We had to drive back to campus and play the final against Lindsey Wilson the next day. Um, even that game, I mean, we lost it, but we never had Lindsey Wilson that close to beating them. Definitely not. And that made it even more painful not winning it. Yeah, yeah. But also, like, like that weekend was just soccer-wise some of the greatest emotions that I've yeah. definitely. Oh yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. It was it was a roller coaster of emotions, but like you said, still memorable. Still memorable that we got that close. And I don't know, I don't know if anyone would have ever got that close. It, even if yeah. St. Catherine ran on for another ten years, it, it would have been, it would have been a tough, tough kind of couple of seasons to to follow up with. How about your favourite goals? I know you scored quite a few in your career. Um, what what are some of the goals that stick out to you the most from your college career? Mm, the one I remember the most um, was just boring tap in, but it was the my freshman year. Um, the season didn't go that well. And our second to last game was against Georgetown. Yeah. And everyone was hyping up Georgetown as our rival. Um, they were saying that, you know, the year before there was 400, 500 uh, fans at the game. Mm -hmm. But again, it was the second to last game in the season. It was freezing cold. So not many people came out, but it was still a very hard fought game. And um, I scored two goals in that game. I think I had, would have had a third one, but someone took it away from me on the line. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was something like that, but yeah. So it was two goals that game, and that kind of I don't know, it just stayed in mind for forever. Fair enough. Any screamers that you that you remember? <sighs> Not really. You guys seem to be pretty good about remembering screamers. Not either. I just didn't really have many or any. <laughs> <laughs> My memory is that bad. I, I remember scoring a, a corner goal against Asbury. Oh, yeah. That was just, you know, I'm not really taking too much because the goalkeeper was just awful. <laughs> Fair enough. How about, how about uh, you, you're saying that you don't have a very good memory on the games, but do you have any memories that may not have been a goal or may not have been a game, but just something that sticks out to you that when you think of your college career, that's, that's something that really pings out to your, your, your memory? Yeah, when I think it was our second season. Um, when we had was it the second season or was it when you guys were there when Simon really just folded us because Ashley was a little I think that was our second season yeah, it must have been the second one yeah um, we were just playing not too essential okay. and uh, Simon just folded us after uh, what was it team I don't remember the name but um, he followed us and went in on Ashley being having a little bit too much on his ribs, went in on me on being not a good leader and just not performing to, to what I can. Yeah, you'll never definitely stuck out. You'll never you'll you never forget them grillings as well. They're always the ones that, that stick out to you in your head. So yeah. so let's talk a little bit more about your graduation day. So so I wasn't able to make it, but was your whole family there or was it just your brother? I didn't go. Oh, um, you didn't go? I graduated in December. Oh, of course, you, of course you did. I did three and a half years. That's right, that's right. That's but right. The whole thing was a little, little tricky because I, all, this, all my time at college, I was trying to get done in three years, except okay. of, instead of four. I just trying to save my money, uh, my parents more money. And then, um, yeah, I think it was the spring when I 
had the broken leg when I was like, okay, I'll, I want to come back, just play one more time because the last season was that great. Um, yeah. That's when I decided I would do another one because I could have graduated after three, but I just, yeah, took a few art classes for, for the last semester. And um, so, yeah, I graduated in December and the, the graduation in, in May, I didn't, I didn't go. Uh, is that is that something that you you regret? I I don't know what the answer to that is, but is that something that you wish you'd done, or is it something that you're like, oh, I just got the piece of paper and got out of there? I'm too sore about it. No, no. You know, would have liked to share that day with my friends. Like I remember, I mean, and the the freshman class was just amazing that I went through the college experience with. Um, would have loved to share that day with them, but um, I'm pretty sure we made up for it before and after <laughs> yeah graduated. that's right that's right that's right so 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 you ha you graduated and then you went home so so you're now back in the states so there is a there is a gap in the middle there so talk talk me through kind of what you what your process was once you graduated how you ended up where you are today and everything in between so i <clears throat> i tried to do my masters in uh, in the us Okay. Did my GRE test and applied for Louisville. Yeah. Uh, I even got accepted, but since I would have started in the spring, there was no GA position open for me. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't have any eligibility left to play, uh, so there was no scholarship, and then it was just too expensive, really. Yeah. To do that, and I think it was November 2015, like a few months, a few weeks before I left, um, when that was decided. So I was kind of bummed about going home. Yeah. And, um, well, I didn't know about OPT or anything like that. Yeah. You know, my agency, how most agencies, they want to get you over here. And when they do, or when they did, then they're done with their work. Yeah. Um, they never kept in for helping me with transfers or anything like that. So... Yeah, I didn't know about the OPT. No one before me did it at St. Catherine. Yeah. Um, I think you, Joe or someone, yeah, it Joe. was my senior year when I first heard even OP, doing an OPT or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just went home. Luckily, I was able to start my master's degree in Germany right away. Mm -hmm. Got into a good program there. And um, But I left the US being a little... Yeah, being a little upset about having to leave. Yeah. You know, it didn't feel like I kind of did everything I could. Yeah. Or I wanted to do in the US. Um, so I just remember the, the times, definitely happy to be home, having friends and family back. Um, but I was always missing something, always missing coming back out here. Um, and towards the end of my master's degree, um, so I was. That's because of like when I thought about the whole, yeah, my whole last three and a half, four years uh, in the U.S., um, started to digest like what maybe the agency could have done better, what I could have done better um, to make this an even better time. Mm -hmm. um, and then I started looking into agencies, um, which I should have done before coming to the U.S. Yeah, <laughs> I should have looked at all agencies and informed <laughs> myself a little more. Okay. So I did that afterwards, um, and then I knew I wanted to, you know, if someone ever comes across me that's interested in this, I would like to help them lead them to a good agency or help them come across. Yeah. So I just wanted to be a scout on the side just to help a few, few athletes here and there. Um, so yeah, I carefully picked the agency that I liked um, and was a scout for them since 2018. And then a year later coming to the end of my master's degree they um, had an internship open in yeah in Florida um, and it was going to start right after I was going to be done with university yeah um, and I was like this this is it you no know brain. no brain chance that, that I you know always wanted um, I remember there was it was quite a topic um, was leaving at the same time but he had planned a trip to New Zealand a long time ago with his girlfriend okay um, and I was supposed to you know stay in our apartment that I was sharing with him and then I was like 
know, like four weeks before he was going to leave, I was like, hey, I'm going to leave in three weeks. The apartment's <laughs> going to be empty. I'm sorry. <laughs> so that was kind of a, a big deal, but I knew that I had to do it. Um, came back out here, started working. And it, well, I was an intern um, yeah. for them. And um, yeah, that turned into a J1 visa and me yeah, being over here now still. Brilliant, brilliant. That's that's brilliant, mate. I'm really, I'm really, really happy for you. And it's it must be nice being down there in Florida, um, and 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 living the living the dream over there. So so talk to us a little bit more about what kind of your job entails. So it's it's what Waruby is that right? Yeah. So it's um, the Ruby Sports and Athletes USA. So yeah. there's two agencies. Okay. USA is our college recruiting agency. Okay. Um, we're global. We have. Um, we have our base, like our headquarters here in Florida for both yeah. agencies. We have our base in Germany um, and a big scouting team in Germany. Um, but we also have teams in, in England, um, in France, Spain, China, Australia, um, South America, really everywhere. Yeah. And they do every sport. So it's not just soccer. But then with the Ruby, we... Well, we went a step further and um, wanted to do soccer camp. It's all about soccer. It was Ruby. So we're doing soccer camps in the U.S. Um, we have some some projects with, of course, college recruiting as well, but that will run via SDCUSA. Yeah. And then um, also have a career program where after college or, um, yeah, when you don't, when you're like, own country but want to go overseas to play around a bit we have a career program for that um, okay. sending people to to Germany or Europe and sending Europe to Australia New Zealand that kind of stuff that's amazing man that's awesome and so so you get to basically just network with with football coaches all around the world and and see the best talent and send them all around and um I think I think what's quite funny about that especially with the fact with the athletes USA is um, you're now on the other side of things and, and you get to go, I've, I've seen their, their social media posts and things and you get to go to all these like nice D1 schools on like the big, the big kind of tours that you do. And I bet you're going on them thinking, oh my God, how did they end up at St. Catherine when there was all these like amazing facilities all, all around the country? Yeah. Um, it's, it's always a good laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like all of my coworkers and friends, um, and they all went to better universities, okay. which isn't that hard. <laughs> um, so, like, they talk about all these experiences and college parties and tailgates and whatnot. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, we had the burn trailer right next to our <laughs> The coolest thing about it. Yeah, that was about it. <laughs> yeah. That's that's funny. That's that's awesome that you really that you get to kind of be on the other side of things though, and I, and I'm I'm proud of you, and I'm happy for you getting that J1 visa as well because you always wanted to come back out here, and you, you've made you've given yourself absolutely every position to be able to to get that. So so proud of you for doing that, mate, and hopefully one day I get to come down and visit you in Florida, and um, I, see, I see you've got a little family now, uh, Daddy Wesselberg, and that. So. Um, I had to bring that one in there. I had to chuck that one in there. That was for the boys. They had, they told me to get that one in there. But that, but it'd be nice to come down and see you and uh, and, and see how life is for you down there because Northwest Ohio is a little bit different, which is what I'm used to right now. Hey, you're um, very welcome to visit. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Um, free babysitter for you there, mate. So, uh, <laughs> so, so let's talk about like the lessons you learned from your from your four years as a student athlete oh well we should say three and a half years what what lessons did you take from just that experience alone i know obviously you've probably learned a lot of other things over your time here but what can you take from and draw from that well there's um a lot of things i mean first and foremost when you think you're a grown-up was 18 17 18 well you're not yeah, that's true that's <laughs> definitely true. a big one um I would recommend this to anyone because you, you learn a lot. You, you become an adult pretty much. Um, the, the experience of being away from home, that far away from home, yeah. having to deal with things on your own and um, being responsible for yourself is definitely a big one. Yeah. 
For sure. Just, you know, you, you know, you gotta. No one is here to to watch out over you. you. If you can, you can do your bare minimum and get through it. But um, yeah, it's it's up to you what you make of this time. And one of the lessons. Well, I wish I would have informed myself a bit more about the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I think I could have done a little more with it with my time in the US. Yeah. Um, you know, if it's transferring or doing or, well, that's pretty much the two things I regret not doing. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's very important to, you know, get in all the information about this um, beforehand try to understand as good as possible, talk to as many people that have done it already yeah. and get their experience on it. Because what older people tell you or what people tell you that have experience with, with this stuff and um, have gone through this stuff, it's, it all has some truth, you know? Yeah. Um, you might not always want to hear it, but they all have some truth in it. And you don't have to learn every lesson yourself. You can, you know, you can listen to some people and learn it that way as well. Yeah, that's, that's, that's some great lessons there, May. And it's cool that you kind of, when you have these conversations with, with potential student athletes, that you, you can kind of relay that, those lessons that you've learned and probably in the same way that you're saying now, like people, they might not be listening to you, they may be going, oh yeah, whatever. But you know, that realistically, they'll probably look down in the line and say, yeah, he was probably right. So that leads me into my next question, really. So you are part of that process. You are part of that that bringing somebody over here to the United States and, and giving them that life over here that we all enjoyed and, and experienced ourselves and are still experiencing now. So what kind of advice are you giving to those kids who are maybe fresh into that process? And it might be similar to your lessons, but, but what can you say that would be a unique kind of piece of information that you maybe do or could do? Start early. Mm, yeah. Get very good video material. The video can be a huge factor especially for soccer of course yeah because um, not a lot of coaches are going to have the chance to come over to see you play in person or go to these showcases um, and the video is what, what makes it or breaks it yeah and um, yeah the u.s is known for liking stats for sure the better your stats are um, during your time in Germany, the better for you. Um, coaches love to see that someone has experience in the first team, grown-ups. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just some key ones, really. Yeah, definitely. Good, good advice, mate. And that's, again, again, I keep on going back to it, but it's, it's awesome that you get, to, you get to be on the other side of things. And, and I'm recruiting. Oh, yeah, and well. the, the English part, the English part. Let's not forget about that one. Yeah. When you're not from the UK, uh, the English part is a, is a huge one. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Just watch Netflix, read some books. I know it's annoying and I didn't do it myself, but it's uh, the easiest help and it can really make a big difference scholarship-wise yeah. and university-wise. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's really, really good advice. And I guess advice that not normally the guests that come on the show will have to give because obviously our first language is English and Trust me, trust me, mate, your English is unbelievable compared to probably what it, it was when you, you first came out here. And, and that's testament to, to... I hope so. But the problem is we're so stubborn as English people that we, we never really <laughs> learn other languages. So I'm still impressed either way. But um, you know how ignorant we can be as English people. Um, as you've, you've been around a few of us through your time. So yeah. it's probably nice to be around the German guys all the over again over here. <laughs> so so let's get to the let's get to the part that uh, every guest has to go to the 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 best part of the podcast for many and it's the the best 11 of your of your college career that you played with um, i know you've been thinking over this over the, the last couple of days so let me yeah. ask you this first what what formation have you gone for i went with a 4-2-3-1 a 4-2-3-1 so the good old tim walls special yeah, which we played pretty much our whole yeah yeah time. perfect perfect so talk me through it mate all right, um, in goal, I'll definitely start with Brandon. Okay. Um, he was just a great guy. I went through my whole three and a half years with him. Yeah. And to this day, we still visit each other, talk a lot. Uh, he's a great goalkeeper. For sure. Um, has a lot of talent. Um, 
unfortunately, you know, we all know the situation. CJ um, played three years. Um, Brennan only got to play one season. Um, but, you know, CJ is definitely to mention. Like, yeah. he has a lot of quality as well. And, <clears throat> yeah, some, some saves CJ made during the game were incredible. Yeah. And I always think that Brandon was definitely the better goalkeeper in training. Um, but CJ always seemed to have a little more luck during the games. Yeah. But yeah, I would definitely put Brandon in there all day, every day. Brilliant. Um, on the right, I would go with Jeffrey. Okay. So that's um, a first. I don't think Jeffrey's popped up on the podcast just yet. Jeffrey Warren. Uh, I think Ashley may have mentioned him. Okay. Okay. Um, he's just a beast. On the right, he's a... Uh, oh, he did. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, uh, he, he was a beast. He was fast. He was big and strong. Uh, he was decent on the ball. Never seemed to get tired. He was just impressive. I mean, I, I love watching watching him because yeah. you see him win some challenges and you just get excited about it. So he's definitely in there. Nice one. Um, I'll put you as a center back for sure. There we go. There about go. it. <laughs> I mean... Remember to this day, you doing the chicken dance after scoring, and everyone just going wild. Yeah, I remember. I remember why I did that because we were at Union, um, and there was a it was a good little playlist going on at Union College before one of our games. And Simon was like, "Someone do it, like someone have a dance off in the warm up." And I just pulled out the chicken, and he said, "You've got to do that. You've got to do that if you score." And I remember the first thing that went into my head when I when I scored was, "I've got to do the chicken dance." And it got it got caught on camera as well, which is even better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no question about it. The the season we had, or the two seasons we had together, um, we really had a very solid back four. Yeah, and you played a huge role in it. Kept Top it together. Yeah, um, mate. Loved it for sure. Loved playing with you. And then I had a tough time with the with the other one, but I, I have to put Gentry in there. Okay. As a um, centre back. As a centre back, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, who knows what position he... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sometimes he played striker, sometimes center defensive mid, but as a center back, I think he, he played center back some, some games as well. Um, just definitely wanted to get him in there. Um, again, went through him, uh, went through my whole four years with him. Yeah. Um, friends to this day, and he's just a great character, someone I wouldn't want to miss out on. Brilliant. And, you know, I, I liked him so much, even if he made a mistake or two, it was it was easy to forgive. Okay. <laughs> Who's on the left? Uh, on the left, I will put Kevin. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's he was just a more stable, one of the most stable left backs I played with. Yeah. I was impressed of his running abilities. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Uh, you just never seemed to get tired. Um, he was also, you know. We went through our four years together. Um, loved that guy. It was definitely great to have him. Yeah. And then uh, center defensive mid, Tyler McKinty and Joe Jessup. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's been a partnership that's come up quite a lot. Yeah. Tyler McKinty, a uh, great guy. Um, enjoyed my time with him. Also, my freshman class. Um, and Joe Jessup. Never seen a guy so calm on the ball. Yeah. Um, that much quality. And, yeah, he was very quiet, but he definitely definitely could go in for a good tackle. Oh, just like sure. you. Definitely, definitely. Um, on, the, on the right, I uh, – it's a tough one. But I'm, I'm going to go with, with Max. Okay, Max Bristow. Max uh, Bristow, yeah. Yeah. Put him on the right, even though most of the time he played striker, but um, good guy, good player. Yeah. And center, center mid, I will put Brad. Okay, yeah. He's probably one of the best skillful players I've ever played with. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I loved his character. And, um, yeah, even though he sometimes didn't get along on the field too well, um, yeah, easy to forget about. Yeah, for sure. Um, on the left, I, I put myself. 
There we go. He got himself in there. He had to. I was, I was struggling with that one as well, but yeah. I, I played there my whole four years. Didn't really know who else to put there. Just felt wrong to put someone else there. <laughs> Fair, enough. Fair enough. And then up from Ashley, without a question. Yeah. Um, he, he made it for me. He helped me a lot my freshman year. I don't know if I would have came back without him. Okay. Um, and just a tremendous player. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Quality lineup there, mate. That's a, that's a solid side. Is there any? Is there any special mentions in there that you you wanted to throw in, but they didn't necessarily yeah, fit in? Sure, sure. I mean, definitely have to mention Ross. Yeah. Um, as a centre back, great player, great guy. Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely lifted the quality of the team as well. And Callum on the left. Yeah. I wish I would have played more with him. It was only one year, and I think it was his freshman year where he was injured a little bit as well yeah he was yeah yeah and the games that we did play yeah i wish i would have had him the whole four years yeah man, for sure um, great guy as well and then uh, i have to mention raymond okay very skillful player yeah a bit too lazy for my liking <laughs> that's why we didn't make the cut yeah yeah otherwise he would have definitely been in there it was just I see. Yeah, then no, I I can't agree with you there on the Raymond thing as well. And and like like you said, Ross, brilliant, brilliant centre back, definitely, definitely sure. an unbelievable partner to play with back there. Um, so I I can agree. may have may have been a more solid centre back than Gentry. <laughs> I had to put Gentry in there. <laughs> yeah, you'd be, you'd be in trouble if you didn't get Gentry in there. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, that's a that's a brilliant team though, mate. So so kind of just want to finish up on any like final thoughts or funny stories. Is there anything that you wanted to kind of get on here? I will start with this. Um, so Ashley's Ashley's thrown in there a story on his podcast that that was kind of revealing. Is there is there any way that you want to rectify that, or do you want to get him back for anything there, or what's what's your thoughts on that one? <laughs> There's not much getting back on that story, um, <laughs> but I will, I will take the chance to, to rectify a little bit. Okay. So we, we had that policy that you did, weren't allowed to drink any alcohol on campus. Um, yeah. And as European, when I, I just turned 18, same for you guys, you were allowed to drink since 16. Yeah. And then you come over here, you're not allowed to do anything. And um, they were quite strict about that was, you used to get a first fine with like 250. Yeah, it was pricey. Um, if you get caught for having alcohol in the room, um, the second one was 500. And then the third one was um, suspended for the semester. And uh, I managed to always go to the second one <laughs> every year. It got reset after the year. Um, so that was just frustrating. Very, yeah. very frustrating. Yeah. And. Um, well, when you're stuck on campus a lot, you know, you come up with some crazy ideas. <laughs> after the, I don't know, after you pay 1,500 or 2,000 just for alcohol fines, um, you start to come up with ideas of how to maybe avoid the next one. Yeah. So we were all sitting in the room discussing it one day and just, yeah, pulling, pulling blank in front of the RAs or the cops would seemed like the only option it would be for them not to come in. So we had discussed that. And then, of course, that one night, um, yeah. We were I just, did not know. I honestly had no idea that it was a predetermined. <laughs> was, it, was, it, was it predetermined who was going to get naked or was it, was it you, took the, you took the bullet? It wasn't really predetermined who would get naked and we didn't shake hands on it. But it was the best idea that left the room that night. <laughs> That's amazing. So, you know, when, when that situation came up, um, we were obviously already a little intoxicated. Yeah. That idea just popped back in my head, and I was like, this might be the chance. Like, we're already good, anyways. Like, yeah. try to get the best out of this and Great not have to see everything. And then, um, yeah, I just went for it. Didn't turn out too great. No. Lost my job afterwards and had to talk to the to the president and uh I, I was just it was worth it though. Yeah, it yeah. Just, I mean that story is always gonna be a, a a brilliant one. Is there is there any other stories that you wanted to chuck in there while you're on the podcast today, mate? Um I remember one because in my freshman year I remember not a lot of people wanted to go out do crazy stuff yeah so i took every ride i could get to city or to town 
yeah. Um, and and then ended up being sad quite a lot. Oh yeah, sad I was the same. I was the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I remember sad took me to EKU or WKU. Yeah, um, WKU. Yeah. One time, and there was a future concert that uh-huh. night. Um, I just know that we never made it to the concert. Didn't didn't even make it there. Yeah. And that was that was definitely a good night. That's funny. That's funny. Do you, do you, so you said Das Boot at the start, but that was because you're actually in a boot. Do you remember the time when we actually got to a, like a house in Lexington and the, the guy actually had a boot like to fill up yeah. with booze and, and you took it upon yourself that you were the guy for the job and you did it, to, to be fair, you, you finished it off. Yeah, I mean, I had to. That pressure <laughs> has been building up for like three years. Yeah. And that one, that's a good one as well. I mean, we went to, we went there because we wanted to go to the horse races. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, we never even made it out to the horse races I either. Didn't make it to the horse races <laughs> <laughs> I think that was weather permitted though, that one. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> and there's, there's one more that I want to bring up and I don't um, know how, how much detail you want to go into this. And this was, this was uh, after speaking with uh, Callum and Brad and Joe. Um, they mentioned you getting knocked out one time. Um, I believe it was at Ham Days. Was 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 that true? Um, that is very true. Now I remember <laughs> you standing right in front of me when it happened. <laughs> I think I might have been. I don't know. It was, it was a pretty blurry night. I I can't recall it, um, but I definitely know there was there was some element of a of a blackout, and it wasn't alcohol induced. That's all I know. I mean, it could have been a very you know, intimidating story turned out not to be. Yeah, um, yeah. That's brilliant, mate. Any, anything else before we, we call it quits? Oh, no, I don't think so. No. Thank you for having me. I mean, I'm, I'm loving every, every single episode so far. Yeah. It's just great to, to listen to, to get back into the, yeah. The glory the days. days. The glory days, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I really enjoy it, man. I really appreciate you coming on. Oh, all right, mate. Well, I really appreciate you coming on. It's been it's been great reminiscing, and and like I said, we need to we need to get something sorted soon. So I'll definitely come down to you. It's no point you coming up to me. Um, well, let's start with you coming down first. Yeah, sounds good, mate. Sounds good <laughs> mate. Yeah. All right, no, but it's been brilliant, mate. Thanks for coming on. Really appreciate you. Um, and and good luck with everything with your with your agency that you're working for. And 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 yeah, keep working hard, mate. Doing really well. Thank you. Likewise. Take care, mate.